0: And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that
1: strange-looking man, thank you. That's Carl. I'm at him at the
2: you man. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger. uh, The Shadow. The Masked Avenger.
0: Uh, This is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits.
2: Want to hear the most annoying
3: sound in the world?
2: (laughs) Guys! Guys! Guys!
0: Fellas, think we could listen to the radio or something?
3: Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co host is the astonishing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Norman Rose is our host as we rock it off into the future for. Dimension X from 1950, but it's time now for Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous? The Music Edition. Lisa will play clips from popular songs and provide a statement about each song. My job is to guess if that statement is real or ridiculous and a pizza is on the line. That's right. Yeah.
4: So uh, these are all songs that, start, uh, no, that contain the word new in the title. Contain. Contain. Okay. So let's listen to the first song.
3: Mhm. new kid in town
4: right but this isn't named town. that tune oh okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is I I ridiculous i, won I thought yeah. i won something yeah you didn't win so yes this is new kid in town by the eagles okay. from their 76 album hotel california you know
3: those eagles they can really soar you know
4: it's a good word though
3: what? Sore. Oh, sore. It's a good word. It has multiple meanings.
4: Well, it depends how you spell it. You right. know that, right? That's
3: true. <laughs> I'm not a very good speller. No, I know
4: though. that. Okay.
3: <laughs> so here's your I statement. Have, you know, there's some things I'm really good at. I know. And there's know some that. things I'm not so good oh, at. Oh, I know. I mean, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> spelling is not one of them.
4: Right. You
3: know, I'm, I'm aware. I'll admit it. I'm aware. Luckily, there's yeah.
4: spell check. That's right. So you're, you're in the clear. Mm-hmm. Here's your statement about this song. Okay. The song features Stevie Wonder on harmonica. Real or ridiculous?
3: Mm, Ridiculous.
4: It's ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know if there is a harmonica on this uh, song, but it's definitely no Stevie Wonder. So you're starting off strong.
2: Mm
5: -hmm.
4: All right. Let's hear the next song.
5: Okay. Meet when Will fire Why are your eyes you? closed?
3: <laughs> when, when will this strong, yearning end? That's Barry Manilow. It sure
4: is. This is Weekend in New England.
3: When when from his album, will This One's I hold for You.
4: you again? Why don't I have a
3: record contract?
4: I'm because a, you can not sing like I Barry don't, Manilow. Why don't I have a
3: record contract? You know,
4: I saw Barry Manilow in Did
3: you? Vegas.
4: Remember, I got to meet him. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, I have pictures with him.
3: Wow. Great. Yeah,
4: he had a lot of makeup Name on. Name dropper. <laughs> <laughs> he had a lot of makeup on. He had on. a lot of makeup on. Wow. He's getting older. Really? All right. Here's, But he can still sing, boy, oh yeah, boy. He, he can sing. Here's your statement. hmm This was the song Jennifer Hudson sang on season three of American Idol, before she was eliminated from the competition. Real. Real. That is correct. Yeah,
3: I'm right? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Two out of two. Wow.
4: This is something.
3: <laughs> when we'll touch you. Real is correct. When.
4: Oh, wait. Okay. Goodbye. What's happening? Are we doing the next song?
3: I don't know. Are we? Okay. I, thought, I, I don't know. I'm all goofed up. <laughs> I
4: didn't know what that was. Is that the next song? Yes. Okay, let's play it.
3: Go ahead, play it. No, this is Jennifer Hudson singing the same oh, thing. Oh, I'm so
4: sorry. I forgot to tell you that. That's right. Here it is.
3: And this she was is- eliminated from mm-hmm. this
4: song? Yep. Listen See, to she her. needed me to
3: meet a, sing a duet with her.
4: Mm-hmm. So good. She's amazing. She was eliminated. She finished seventh. What? Is that crazy? Listen to this.
3: She's she's good. She could have won with it. You know what it is? No. It's amazing, but you know why she was probably eliminated?
4: No, why tell why Carl?
3: Because one, she didn't have me singing with her as a duet. Well, That's number one. This
4: is American Idol. And number two <laughs>
3: just to clarify. And number two is because if she would have done this kind of singing like with a like with a more modern song. Because a lot of the people that vote on American Idol, they don't even know these older songs. That's true. They if you not. use a newer song, possibly th- it resonates more. You know what I'm yeah, saying? But
4: I mean, this is Barry Madaloo. Don't is I the sound stuff. intelligent
3: right now? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. I, I was like impressed with my. Yeah, no, I
4: understand what you're saying. I was like, a lot wow, of it this makes boils down to song sense. choice.
3: I was like making sense, and I was, mm-hmm. and then you, you, you kind of agreed with it, and I was like, wow, maybe yeah. I'm onto something. Maybe. Here.
4: Maybe for once, it's possible. Can't okay. say. All right, here is our next song with "new" in the title.
3: Okay. God
2: bless you. You make me feel
4: brand new. Right? You make me feel brand new. 1974 by the group the Sky Listings.
3: I remember listening to this song. That, me too. So I was 11. Oh, oh my wow. gosh! Yes. 1974. I was wow. 11.
4: I wish I knew you when you were younger. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just curious to. We,
3: you wouldn't have been. I wouldn't. wouldn't, I was shy. You wouldn't have liked me. I don't
4: think I would have.
3: Nah, no. (laughs) I had really big curly afro hair.
4: I I don't mind that.
3: I mean, it was like I had. I don't know what happened. I, I went through this, like. I, I didn't put any, like, jerry curl or anything in it. It just happened to be, I had this huge head I think of... I
4: have the opposite, opposite
3: hair. Back when I was, like, 12, 13, I yeah. had a giant afro <laughs> hair. That sounds really
4: attractive.
3: <laughs> I don't know what happened. I have no Hormones. idea. It's weird. It was really weird. All right. I look back at pictures, and I'm like, like what? what happened to my hair? <laughs> what was going on with my hair?
4: All right, so here is your statement. Okay. Okay. This song was covered by Smokey Robinson. Real mm. or ridiculous?
3: I think so. I'll say Let's play it. I'll say real. Let's play it. Was it? it? That's Smokey. Right? Listen.
4: This is Boys to Men. I'm And sorry. you sure Smokey never did it? I'm sure. I look it up. I promise I do my research very
3: If I find a record with Smokey Robinson singing See, this song, you owe me a pizza. You betcha. He never sang this song. No. He never covered it. That's correct.
4: Look it up. I look it up. Okay. I, I do my work. I'm a very hard worker. I, I'm telling And I'm you, an excellent driver. Smokey
3: Robinson probably sang this song. All right. Well, why don't you look it up? All right. Okay. Just saying. You, you lost. I don't Just think so. He covered <laughs> it at a concert. He probably he, covered it at some point. Okay. He probably took his album and put a cover over
4: it. <laughs> probably. And here's your final song.
3: Uh-huh.
4: Brand new, ba- Brand new Day by Sting. Sting? Sting. I've never heard this song. It took
2: me
4: a second. This is the title of his uh, album, 1999. And yeah. this song does feature Stevie Wonder on harmonica, by the way. It does? It does. Okay. That's a fact. But now we'll give you your statement. All right. This song was referenced on The Simpsons in the 2009 episode, We Love You, Conrad. Real. Let's listen.
2: And I promise you'll be able to understand all the words. Not like Sting, where you can only understand the last three. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, this is Family Guy, though, not oh, The Simpsons. Okay. So sorry. Yeah. Wah wah. Uh, really funny, though. Funny so stuff. you got two out of four. All about right. 50-50. You
3: know what? It's about what I... I mean, what it's I about said. right. It's like a passing grade. I mean, it's isn't not, it? It's not, though. It's failing? Sorry. Oh, man. Don't take it too hard.
4: Listen, You'll still I'd tonight. get a C
3: in school. I was like, hey, you know. That's good for I, you. I showed up.
4: I mean, you I took up space? I showed up.
3: <laughs> right. I showed up. I, I, that's right. I turned in some tests. Right. I mean, they weren't... You know, there wasn't like a big A on them. Right. But I showed up. Yeah. I, got, I went to school. I got up in the morning. I took a shower, I ate breakfast. I went to school.
4: Had your Pop Tarts. You know? <laughs> and I
3: uh, went to class. I made yeah. my way to class. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we all did. So, all right. Yeah. When uh, we come back, Dimension X, stick around. More Hollywood 360
0: after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360.
3: This show has an internal sponsor called the Classic Radio Club. It's a club that we started for our listeners, oh, maybe five years ago now, Lisa, huh? Maybe more. Maybe five years ago, I think. And uh, what, Five years f- ago, yeah. Five years ago. And here's the great thing. If you're a Classic Radio Club member, you not only get CDs sent to you or digital downloads, ...of the greatest quality classic radio shows each and every month. I mean, these collections are awesome. They're uh, in, a, in a case, five CDs, ten shows, 12-page booklet written by Carl Shadow and myself. And um, when I talk about the best quality, they are amazing. You pop that CD in, it's like, wow. Sounds like uh, they just recorded it. And Mike does an incredible job making sure those shows sound uh, fantastic... Um, it's it's just great. The club is super cool. And then if you are a Classic Radio Club member, you get the podcast sent to you free every single Monday for the life of your Classic Radio Club membership. You get the podcast plus radio rarities. I mean, it's the whole enchilada. You're a VIP by joining the club. Now we have a website. You can go to the website and read all about the Classic Radio Club. And we have a special introductory offer only a dollar the first month, so you can try it. Because we don't want people to just be like, okay, I'll sign up. You know, we want you to sign up and try it for only a dollar, and then if you like it, which we believe you will, then obviously it's a little bit more than that. We can't send a five-CD set for a dollar out to people. But you do get that the first month. So just go to our website, ClassicRadioClub.com, Classic radio club.com and there's a website you can read all about it and um, hope you'll sign up. I mean, a lot of people have, and a lot of people like it um, and it does support the show. So when you are a member, you are uh, helping us put these shows on the air and we uh, greatly appreciate that. All right. Dimension X radio's premier series of adult science fiction premiered in 1950 over NBC and You know, Ray Bradbury and uh, Isaac Asimov and all these great writers supplied stories for Dimension X. And um, there was about 50 shows produced. Then it morphed into a series later called X Minus One. But this is the first series, uh, great sci-fi. This is uh, a show called Parigi's Wonderful Dolls, August 4th, 1950. You're going to like this. Part one of Dimension X.
0: Wheaties presents... Dimension X. Adventures in time and space transcribed in future tense. Dimension X. X, 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 X. On stage tonight, Dimension X. Another in the Wheaties big parade of exciting half-hour presentations.
6: I'm thinking of a girl. Very pleasant person, very attractive too. She has cool hands, a nice voice, and a gentle manner. She's crisp and efficient, but she needs help badly. She's the American nurse, and her problem is this. There just aren't enough like her to go around. Not enough nurses for the hundreds of important nursing careers now open in hospitals, industry, research, the armed forces, and private duty. Now, you may not know the girl I mentioned, but perhaps you know someone very much like her. A young girl with at least a high school diploma of good health and character. If you do, tell her this. America needs 50,000 student nurses this year. Tell her you think she might be one of them. If she agrees, have her stop in at the hospital nearest to her. She'll
0: never regret it, and neither will you. Now, tonight's adventure into the world of the unknown. The world of Dimension X. The doll shop stood on a quiet Washington side street, not too far from the sprawling Pentagon building. A woman and a child waited outside, the little girl peering eagerly through the window at the doll's inside, and the woman glancing impatiently at her wristwatch, as if expecting someone who was late for an appointment. And there was nothing about the doll shop to warn them that they were waiting to keep an appointment with Doom.
2: Oh, Mommy,
1: look! Yes, what is it, dear? In the window of the shop, the tiny dolls. Oh, Mommy, do you think Daddy will buy me one? Well, we'll ask him when he comes, dear.
2: He
7: said 3 o'clock on this car. I see him,
1: Mommy. There he is. See? Oh, Henry, here
7: we are. Hello, dear. Hi.
6: Sorry I'm late.
7: Well, we've been waiting for you. Cindy's been so... I'm
6: afraid I'll have to call off the shopping, Alma.
7: Oh, Henry, we promise. Yes, I know. I'm
6: sorry. It's just one of those things. You've been the wife of an army colonel long enough to know his life isn't his own.
7: What is it this time?
6: Oh, some more of that flying sphere nonsense. The pilot who says he sighted it last month crashed and was killed today, so the general wants a full report dear, what next? Daddy! Well, I'll have a staff meeting at the Pentagon at 3.50. Daddy, look in
1: this window. Oh, I haven't
6: time, dear. Just
1: for a minute, Daddy, please.
6: Cindy, I haven't time to stop and watch a bunch of six-inch dolls parading around the shop. <laughs> Say, they are lifelike, aren't they? <laughs> look at that, Alma. <gasps> dolls are marching around like a regular review. <laughs> They've even got their own little band.
7: Henry, your staff
6: meeting. Hmm? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, I've got to run Now, look, don't go spending a lot of money on that nonsense, Alma. (laughs) No, dear. Bye. Bye, dear. Bye, Cindy.
1: Bye, Daddy. Oh, Mommy, look. Look, the band's gonna play.
7: (laughs) Aren't they wonderful, honey? You know, it's funny. I must have stood on this corner a thousand times, and I've never even noticed this shop before.
0: Good evening, children.
7: Oh, uh, well... Well, good evening. (laughs) Mommy, he talks awful funny. Hush,
0: Cindy. Would you like to step inside the shop of Santor Perigi? Well, yes, we would. This way.
1: Oh, Mommy, it's like... It's like Fairyland.
0: Here in the shop of Santor Perigi, creator of Perigi's universal wonderful dolls, The world of adult reality is blended with the world of child's fantasy.
7: This is a new shop, isn't it, Mr. Perigi? What
0: is new and what is old? Come, this way. Would you like to meet one of my little ones? Oh, yes. This one in the red jacket is Toto. Speak, little one. How do
2: you do? How do you do? How do you do? is
0: wonderful?
1: Mommy, he
7: talks. The doll talks. Amazing. It's absolutely amazing. That is
0: nothing for Perigi's wonderful dolls. Listen. Uh, Sing, Toto. Sing for the little girl.
2: They listen.
0: Sing, Toto.
7: How do they work, Mr. Perigi? How do
0: they work? Ah, That is the secret of the great Perigi, greatest of all doll masters. To make an ordinary doll is nothing. (laughs) To make a perfect replica, that is something. But to make a doll with intelligence, that is the work of an artist, huh? Well, yes.
7: They must be very expensive. Madame,
0: when I construct a doll like Toto, I cannot bear to be parted from him permanently. So instead of selling, I rent my little people.
7: You rent
1: dolls?
0: Precisely. Ten dollars. I have but one request. When you grow tired of my dolls, you must return them to me in good condition. Oh,
1: Mommy, could we take him home? Take him home! Take him home! Take him home! (laughs) Oh, look, Mommy, look! He's bowing and dancing. (laughs) Oh, Mommy, he wants to come. Please, I'll take such good care of it. Please. Well, honey,
7: we'll we'll have to deal with your father later, but... Well... Oh, Mommy! All right, wrap him up, Mr. Parigi. Oh, dear, I have a feeling when your father comes home, we'll be sorry. Be
1: sorry, be sorry, be sorry, be sorry. Now, Toto, this is my room, and you're going to sleep right here next to my pillow. (laughs) Oh, Toto, don't laugh like that. I'm going to have to teach you some manners. (laughs) You be quiet, because my daddy will be home soon, and he's a colonel in the army, and, and he'll bust you to private if you don't behave. Now, you wait here. I'm going to introduce you to my puppy dog, Mr. Blister. So be good now. Here, Blister. Here, Blister. Come on, Blister. Come here. Mr. Blister, now, this is Toto. Oh, Tira, I don't think Mr. Blister likes you, too. Stop it, Mr. Blister. Come over here and shake hands with Toto, Mr. Blister. Come on, now. Ah!
2: Mr. Blister,
1: let him go! Let go! Let go, Mr. him! 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 Mr. Blister, come over here. Why, what happened, dear? Mr. Blister tried to bite my doll. Look how frightened Toto is.
7: Dolls don't get frightened, Cindy!
1: But he is, Mommy. He screamed.
7: You just imagined it, honey. But he did. He did. Well, Mr. Blister didn't mean it. You know he's the gentlest little pup alive.
1: Yes, he He's nasty and I hate him.
7: Cindy, you've hurt his feelings. <laughs> I don't care.
1: He tried to buy my new doll and I don't ever want to see him again. Ever.
7: Oh, dear. All right, Mr. Blister. You come downstairs with me. Come on now. Cindy's angry at you tonight. I'll kill him. Why, Cindy... Where did you... Where did you hear a thing like that? Toto said it. Well, you... I see. Well, you've had an exciting day, honey. You brush your teeth now and go to bed. Daddy's coming home late, so we'll see you in the morning. Hmm? Good night, darling. Sleep well.
1: I hate him, Mr. Toto. I hate him. Hate him! Hate
2: him! Hate him! Hate him! Ah!
3: Ooh, this is a creepy show, Lisa. Parigi's wonderful dolls, and uh, you like uh, you had like dolls. You were a ventriloquist as a younger person, right? As a younger or person, or are you still a ventriloquist? I'm a
4: still I'm a younger person and still a ventriloquist.
3: <laughs> Both. <laughs> I, you had like a Charlie McCarthy. Doll, I did.
4: Right? I did. That's crazy. And when it you think came about in it. like a trunk.
3: That's nuts. I know. Right?
4: I loved him.
3: Um, Dimension X, 1950. And the little girl on this is really good. She's definitely not an adult playing a little girl. And her name is Denise Alexander. And then the mom on this show is played by Joan Alexander. I'm guessing they are a mother-daughter in real life. I'm pretty sure. And Joan Alexander... Uh, was in a lot of radio shows, and I believe that is her daughter in this program. Oh, that's so that's
4: nice. Yeah. That's a nice
3: um, Parigi's Wonderful Dolls on Dimension X from 1950. We'll get back to this creepy episode, sci-fi episode, in just a moment.
2: I'm so
3: And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360. Across hundreds of radio stations coast to coast, we're also heard on American Forces Radio. Very honored to be on American Forces Radio and honored to be on every one of our radio stations. To all of our program directors and general managers listening to the show, thank you for carrying our program. Because without our radio stations, we couldn't broadcast to our listeners and without our listeners, Lisa. There'd be
4: nothing. I mean, you know
3: how great it is?
4: I wouldn't even know you if we didn't have a radio show.
3: That's yeah, true. You know how great it is talking to our listeners? Isn't it fun? It is. we talk, We've talked to a lot of listeners tonight because they've ordered our New Year's special of my book, Top 100 Classic Radio Shows. It's a coffee table book. And uh, also Twilight Zone CDs, a big bundle, $100 value, half price, only 50 bucks Plus, we ship it to you. Um, that number, yeah, we ship it to you free. That number, if you'd like to, um, if you'd like to order one, uh, is 7535 We have some left. Um, we'll take calls during the week. I don't think we're going to offer this again next week. I think this is. Um,
4: I think we're running very very low. Yeah, we're so running only a pretty few, low. handful left. Yeah,
3: so uh, if you want to order the uh, big coffee table book plus ten. Twilight Zone CDs. As I say, that bundle is $100. I will personalize the book for you. Whatever you want me to write, I'll sign it to you, and we'll ship it free because it's really heavy. I mean, I didn't want to charge our listeners for the shipping. Um, that I'll number, sign it, too. You will? <laughs> I will. Eight one five nine hundred. Did you write the book?
4: I didn't, but yeah. I'm signing oh. most of them. Really?
3: Uh, is that, <laughs> just for fun. that how it works? I, I write the book? Yeah, and, then, and I get the glory. And then you get to sign it,
4: huh? <laughs>
3: Man, what a world. If uh, only
4: I got paid for that.
3: 815 <laughs> If we don't answer, just leave a message and we will call you back. If not tonight, we'll call you during, you know, during the week or over the weekend. We're going to ship these out next week, so you'll have it right away. Uh, thank you for that. All right, we're listening to Dimension X, a creepy episode called Parigi's Wonderful Dolls, August 4th, 1950. Here's the conclusion.
6: Morning, Alma. Breakfast ready?
7: Just a minute. How was the staff meeting last
6: night, dear? Oh, horrible bore as usual. Where's the little one?
7: Up in her room. She'll be down in a minute.
6: Oh, say, remind me to take some papers back to the war department, will you? I left them in my strong box. Henry? Hmm?
7: You told me it was against regulations to bring secret papers home.
6: Well, I had to finish some work for the old man. Nobody will ever know the difference.
7: Well, I suppose not. Oh, dear, would you feed the puppy before we sit down? His bowl's under the sink.
6: Uh, Where is he? See, that's funny. Here's his supper from last night, only half-eaten.
7: Getting fussy.
6: Blister! Here, Blister! Blister! Where the Dickens is that mutt?
7: Maybe he's on the back porch.
6: Yeah, maybe. Here, Blister! Here, Blister. Elma.
7: Mm-hmm. What is it, dear?
6: Elma, look. Why, Henry.
7: He, is he?
6: Yes, he's dead.
7: But but how? What happened?
6: Well, from the looks of it, he might have been poisoned.
7: Poisoned? Who on earth would do a thing like that to an innocent little pup?
6: I don't know. Let's see his dish. Oh, Henry. I don't understand this at all. Say, what's this? What's what? Well, look, there are pieces of broken glass in his food. Blue glass. Glass?
7: Glass. Henry.
6: Huh?
7: Well, I I just remembered something. What? What? It may just be coincidence, but in the bathroom this morning—what about the bathroom? Cindy's blue glass—you know the one with the Mickey Mouse on it. Mm-hmm. It was broken, Henry. I found pieces in the wastebasket. I meant to ask her about it.
6: Oh well, For heaven's sake, you aren't suggesting that our little girl—why, she loved blister more than anyone.
7: Not last night, she didn't. Well, why not? Well, he—he—oh, he went after Toto. Well, who's Toto? Our new doll.
6: You bought her one of those dolls?
7: Well, I just rented it. Rented it? Yes.
6: Look, Alma. Oh, no. Oh, well, all right. Well, what's this got to do with Blister? He
7: went for the doll and Cindy. Well, well, Cindy said... Henry, she said she'd kill
6: him. What? Well, that's ridiculous. It's true. Good heavens, a nine-year-old child putting ground glass and dog food? She'd have to be a monster. Mommy. Now, don't say anything. I'll talk to her.
7: Good morning, dear. Morning, Mommy. Morning, morning Daddy.
6: Hello.
1: What's the matter?
6: Uh, Nothing, Cindy. Sit down, dear. Yes, sir. Cindy, uh, your mother tells me you broke your blue drinking glass.
1: Oh, no, I didn't break it. Now, Cindy... I didn't.
6: Well, now, somebody broke it. It wasn't your mother and it wasn't me.
1: Well, then it must have been Toto. Cynthia.
6: Cindy, you know Toto was only a doll. Now, a doll couldn't have broken your glass, could he? Well?
1: But he must have done it, Daddy.
6: Cindy... You know how Daddy feels about little girls who tell untruths. Now, did you break your glass and... maybe accidentally get some pieces into Mr. Blister's dish... to sort of punish him for biting your doll? Oh,
1: no, Daddy.
6: I'd hate to think you'd done something you knew was wrong... and you were blaming it on a doll.
1: What's the matter with Mr. Blister? Is he, is he... sick?
6: He's dead, Cindy. Oh,
1: no, he... he can't be dead. He isn't dead, Daddy. No, he isn't. He isn't. Mommy, I... Yes, dear... But he'll come back. He has to come back.
7: No, he won't come back, honey.
1: Not ever.
7: No, Cindy, not ever.
6: Now that we've told you, Cindy, do you want to change your mind about the glass? Let me let alone.
1: Daddy, you think I killed?
6: I'll see what you've done. The child feels guilty enough, Henry. Dear, this is no time for feelings to interfere. Feelings don't know any
7: time, Henry. When they come, they just come. You go up to your room, honey, Daddy, and I'll be up in just a minute. I don't want to. Please, Cindy. We'll be right up. Please. There, that's a good girl. And close the kitchen door behind
2: you.
1: Supper, dear. I'm not hungry.
7: Oh, Cindy, you scarcely touched your lunch. I don't
1: feel like eating.
7: Is it, Mr. Blister?
1: Oh, Mommy.
6: Cindy, answer your mother. Now, Henry, she'll work it out in her own way, dear. Oh, I don't know. When I was a boy, there was such a thing as discipline. Where this child is being brought up. Henry. Well, it's true. There's no respect lying. Good. Oh, I don't know. Well, Alma, what's happened to us? We were a nice, peaceful, happy family until you bought that cursed doll. Now who's
7: blaming things on the doll? Well,
6: it's true. Henry.
7: You wanted to get some papers from your strong box.
6: What? Oh, yes, excuse me.
7: Will you try to eat something, Cindy? Now, darling. Yes,
2: ma'am.
6: Alma. Alma.
7: Yes, Henry, what is it?
6: Alma, it's gone. What's gone? The box, the strong box is gone.
7: It can't be. The door to your study's always locked, and you and I have the only keys. I
6: know all that, and I tell you it isn't there.
7: Well, who would? Take... I don't
6: know, Alma. Those confidential reports—if they ever get into the wrong hands—oh,
7: I warned you about keeping them here.
6: Oh, what if it ever came out in the open? Can't you see the papers? Army Colonel, derelict in duty.
7: Call the police, Henry.
6: What? And throw my career in the wastebasket after seventeen years? We've got to find it ourselves. But it was
7: there when I went in to clean this morning. But well, what about your key? Well, it's right here. I always keep it right with me. Well, that's funny.
6: Oh no! Oh, but my
7: other keys are all on the ring. You've lost it. I don't see how. Alma, how could you do it? Henry, please. Oh, come
6: on, we'll search the house. I can't think of anything else to do.
7: Oh dear, you're going to miss your staff meeting. Well,
6: all right, never mind the meeting. My whole career goes up in smoke if we don't find those reports. Now, somebody get hold of your key and open that room. I know Cindy. Oh,
7: let the child alone. She's been through enough. You know she wouldn't do a thing like that.
6: I don't know anything anymore. I don't know my own child. I don't even know you. Henry. All I know is that strong box is gone with papers that are dynamite if the wrong person gets them. The question being, who? (laughs) What's that? Coming
7: from upstairs.
6: What's that blasted doll again?
7: Something must have set it off. I I don't know how the mechanism works.
6: Well, for heaven's sake, let's go up and shut it off. right.
2: How it. do you do? How do you do? Blasted little <laughs> imp.
6: There. Henry. But since we've got this thing... Henry. With, what? Look. Where? What?
7: Around the doll's neck. The key. The key to your study. It
6: was Cindy, after all. I don't believe it. Ever since she got this fool doll, she's been acting half insane. First the dog, now this. I think she hates us, Alma. Henry.
7: Cindy is my child, and I know her. I know she's a good, sensitive little person with, with no malice in her.
6: You're just simply refusing to face the facts, dear. What
7: are you going to do?
6: I'm going downstairs and have a talk with that young lady. Cindy, you're not telling me the truth.
1: Yes, I am, Daddy. Now,
6: all I'm asking is that you tell me the truth. Now, where is it?
1: I didn't take it, Daddy. Honest, I didn't take it.
6: I suppose you're going to tell me now that a little six-inch doll took my strong box and hid it. Well? Cindy, I'm speaking to you.
1: I didn't take it, Daddy. You don't understand. Toto did it. Oh, he's terrible, awful. He says things. He says he's going to kill everybody.
6: Cindy, you're inventing things. It's
1: true. At night when I'm sleeping, he stands next to my pillow and whispers things to me. Awful things. He told me he'd kill me, too, if I told you.
6: Elma, I think this child is sick. I think she needs a doctor. He's
7: frightened, Henry. She's trembling like a leaf. Come on, darling. We'll go up to your room. I don't want to go honey, up there. No, honey, Mommy
6: will stay with you.
1: I'm afraid he's up there. Who, oh, Cindy? Toto.
6: Well, he won't be up there for long. Mr. Toto is going right back to Perigi's wonderful doll shop before I lose my sanity, which means right now.
0: Ah, Colonel Grayson. Welcome to the home of Perigi's wonderful doll. Are you Perigi? Santor Perigi, creator of the universal doll. The doll with the mind. The doll Yes, with... well, I'm returning one of your masterpieces. Oh, If you will step into the rear of my shop. Now, what is the complaint? There's no complaint. Here's your doll. Good riddance. My little toto rejected. You found the world of men too filled with hate. Hate, 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 hate. We will change all that later on. Return to your comrades in the window, little one. And now... Colonel Grayson? I think we have no further business, sir. Ah, but we do, Colonel. Let me see. Ah, yes, Here it is. Do you recognize this, Colonel? That's my strong box. My little Toto is very clever, sir. Are you trying to tell me your doll stole that from me? Let us not say stole. I am merely keeping it in custody. What's your game, Parigi? Blackmail. You give me what I want, I do not ruin your career. What do you want? Information. We already know something from the reports of the War Department... ...concerning a certain strange-looking sphere... ...reported by one of your pilots. What government do you represent? I represent Perigi's wonderful dolls, none other. I'm not so naive, sir. Perhaps I should explain. Each man hides something from the world. Each man loves something more than life. With the help of my wonderful dolls, I obtain personal information... ...which enables me to control the men who control the world. Men like you... Hand over that strong box. I warn you, I have a gun. Give it to me. You are being foolish. Put down that walking stick. Now. No closer.
2: Now.
6: Hello. Give me the police. Hello. This is Colonel Henry Grayson. I've just killed a man. Parigi's doll shop, corner of 4th and Lexington. The body is in the rear. I'll wait for you. <laughs> Shut up.
2: <laughs> Shut up, you little fiend! Colonel Grayson! Did I hear you speak? Colonel Henry Grayson!
6: <laughs> oh, it can't be. I must be going out of my mind. A six-inch dog... Doll... Shut up! The master's dead!
2: You are mistaken, Colonel. I totally am to the master.
6: What do you mean? Never lived.
2: Santor Perigi is a doll.
6: A doll? But uh, he's a man. He talks. He walks.
2: The people of Meritrix are skillful doll builders.
6: Meritrix? Doll builders? Who are you?
2: I am Xanthus Imperator, commander of the legions of the third planetoid, Meritrix. Legions? Planetoid? My people and I, whom you regard as dolls, come from a tiny planet beyond the moon. What? We landed one of our space spheres on Earth three months ago with the intention of colonizing. Unfortunately, one of your pilots intercepted us.
6: So that's why you wanted our information?
2: Precisely.
6: And you are human?
2: Quite human. Of course, in order to deal with Earth people without suspicion, we were forced to construct Perici, a man-sized doll.
6: No, I can't believe... I can't believe this, I'm... I'm having hallucinations. I've got to get out of here.
2: That will be impossible. We have weapons of destruction quite unknown to Earth people.
6: I phoned the police. They'll be here soon.
2: By the time they arrive, my people will have prepared something quite shocking.
0: Keep me covered, Brian. Okay, Sergeant.
6: All right. You the guy who turned in the call? Yes, that's right, Sergeant. Where's the body? Well, you see, it, it isn't exactly a body. What do you mean? It's a doll. A what? Now, wait, you've got to let me explain. I know this sounds fantastic, but I've stumbled onto an unbelievable plot. Yeah? Keep talking. Well, you see these little dolls? They, they aren't really dolls. They're, they're tiny people. Uh-huh. Now, there's a big doll named Santor Parigi. They're using him as a front to run the shop. He's off his trolley size. Now, now look here. Now, look. listen, Mister. We gotta call it. There was a murder here. Now, if there was one, where is the body? Well, it's behind the curtains, in the back. Only, you see, it isn't really a body. It's a, a big wax dummy. It's it's all part of their plot to gain control of the world. Holy smoke! He's really off his rocket. Now, look. If you don't believe me, I'll prove it to you. Come here. Look behind this curtain, and you'll see the dummy lying on the floor. Welcome, gentlemen. Are you looking for something, Parigi?
0: This is impossible. I smashed his skull. Do you know this guy? That's the one, the doll. What's your name, mister? Perigi, Santor Perigi, creator of the universal doll. Uh Uh-huh. Did you ever see this man? Never, until just now.
6: That's not true. He's lying. I tell you, he's nothing but a big doll. The real masters are the little dolls. Ryan, are you getting this? He's wacko, Sarge. No, No, he's a fruitcake. I'm not crazy, I tell you. I can prove it. They must have fixed up his head where I smashed it in. Touch him and you'll see. Mr. Perigi... Do you know what this guy is talking about? The man is demented, obviously. No, that's not true. I tell you, there's a plot to control the Earth. I've got to call the War department. They want to know about the flying sphere. Holy right. mackerel, this gets worse every minute. Ryan. take him to headquarters. Now, save oldest... some time, take him down to Psycho World. Okay, all right, Buck oh, I right. just come along nice and quiet. No, don't you see? He's nothing but a man-sized yes, doll. I'm sure and the little ones are going to take over the Earth, and you're but... going to wait and cut out some nice paper dolls. Oh, no, please, listen that's to me. Right. You've got to listen to me. You've that's got to...
0: Sorry you had all this trouble, Mr. Parigi. Poor chap. He is obviously suffering from delusions.
2: Well, he's not the only one in Washington today. You know, we've been getting a whole string of crack-ups lately. Big wigs blowing their tops under pressure. If you could see some of the names in our confidential files...
0: You keep confidential files on cases like this?
2: Certainly. Believe me, they'd be dynamite if they ever got in the wrong hands.
0: Well, i I better be running along. (laughs) Hey, is that a talking doll? Yes,
2: Sergeant. My
0: name is Toto. I dance and sing. Well, I'll be. (laughs) Hey, my little girl would be nuts for that. So? Then please accept the doll for saving my life. That madman might have killed me. Yes, but I... Take uh, Toto home with you as a gift. Well, I don't know, Mr. Parigi. It's against regulations for us to accept favors. But this is not for you. It is for your little daughter. And if you will only take the doll and give him a good home, you will be doing me a great favor. Well, then, if you insist, and and thanks very much. (laughs) When my kid sees this, will she be surprised? Yes, Toto will come as a great surprise. A very great surprise. Eh, Toto? Dimension X has transcribed Parigi's Wonderful Dolls, an original radio drama written by George Lefferts. Les Damon appeared as Colonel Grayson and Joan Alexander as Alma with Denise Alexander as Cindy. Joe DeSantis played Santor Parigi and Leon Janti was Toto, the talking doll. Engineer Bill Chambers, your narrator was Norman Rose. Music by Albert Berman. Dimension X is produced by Van Woodward
3: and directed by Edward King. All right, there you have it. Really good quality episode of Dimension X, August 4th, 1950, Parigi's Wonderful Dolls. And uh, Mike came in here a little while ago. He was like, I think we've heard this on X-1. You're right, Mike. It aired on X-1 twice because Dimension X really kind of morphed into X-1. X-1 was on a lot longer, but uh, they used a lot of the same Episodes that were on Dimension X, they redid them on um, on X minus one, and this was actually done twice on X minus uh, one in 1955 and 1956. But it was first heard on Dimension X, and you just heard the uh, maiden broadcast of this uh, really creepy story starring Les Damon, Joan Alexander, and I believe her daughter Denise Alexander, Joe DeSantis. You heard Leon Janney as. Uh, Toto, the uh, creepy doll there. Norman Rose, who was the voice of Juan Valdez, the fictional coffee grower in the Colombian coffee TV commercials. Remember those? I remember him. Yeah, he was the uh, host of Dimension X. All right, time for Sarah
5: Knight-Adamson and her backstage pass. Hi, Carl, and hello to all of our listeners. Tonight, I'm going to review the film Boys in the Boat. It's rated PG-13. It's directed by George Clooney. This true drama centers on the sport of competitive rowing that takes place in 1936. The story is based on the New York Times best-selling book of the same name by Daniel James Brown.
7: There are some moments in life you never forget. The Depression
0: hit everyone hard. No jobs, no food. We were broke
7: looks like you still owe a balance on this semester.
6: So uh, what's that about making some money? you yeah, the rowing team. honor, you get a part-time job included. she place to live. Eight-man crew is the most difficult team sport in the world.
0: The average human body is just not meant for such things. Most of you will not be chosen.
5: The film follows members of the University of Washington rowing team as they compete for gold at the Summer Olympics in Berlin.
0: Row for your country. Row for each other.
2: For all the people who never believed in you. As one. As one.
5: The bottom line, this is an inspirational true story that follows a group of underdogs during the Great Depression. I enjoyed the film, and I was also rooting along for those college guys to take on the elite rivals from all over the world. This is truly a heartwarming family film. I'm Sarah Knight-Adamson, your film and TV critic for Sarah's Backstage Pass. Be sure to check out my website for my top 10 movies of 2023 and all of my coverage of film and TV events this year. Be sure and see The Boys in the Boat playing now in theaters.
3: Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Well, Lisa, in our next hour, John Deaner stars as Soldier of Fortune Paladin on a Western adventure of Have Gun will travel from 1959 but first you Lisa Wolf Dylan me will be our lyricist for learning the, the lyrics. lyrics
4: We are on the letter a so all of the songs will be by the group Abba huh
3: ah what the group's so name the is song Abba doesn't start with a no
4: but the Why group do got
3: changed things up? You no, know, I just
4: like to mess with your you a little bit me, and
3: throw me I like to just throw you all right see you soon.